0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 511 of the Juice Box Podcast. We're back again with another Diabetes Variables episode. That means Jenny's here, and today we're going to talk about exercise. That is a variable. You know, I asked. The Facebook community, Juice Box Podcast Type 1 Diabetes, for a list of things that impacted their blood sugar. They came up with over a hundred and fifty of them. I don't get to exercise because I'm sitting here making this podcast, but I hear from a lot of you that you do. The running about and all. I also hear kids play sports, etc. etc. Anyway, exercise is very important as we know. So let's talk about it. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice medical. Or otherwise, always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you love Jenny and want to check out what she's doing in her professional life, she works at integrateddiabetes.com. Or check her out. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. You can learn more about Dexcom and get started with the G6 today at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. The episode is also sponsored by Touched by Type 1 and, and there's another one, I know, the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. Find out more At ContourNext.com forward slash Juicebox. And Touched by Type 1 is at TouchedByType1.org. And they're on Facebook and Instagram. Do please check them out. So the variable of exercise will now bring out that I can't remember the difference between two words because they sound similar. I can kind of remember, but
1: aerobic versus
0: anaerobic aerobic versus anaerobic i always pause my i always go aerobic versus anaerobic here's how i do it this is gonna i'm so embarrassed (laughs) i start thinking about jane fonda in her 40s in a leotard and i think that's aerobics that's moving quickly and that's the thing that brings your blood sugar down i don't i can't believe that's how i make the connection in my head
1: that's funny. Is that the Let's Get Physical? Is that the gene No? Convole? That would
0: be. That would be um, the girl Who from Greece. Uh, oh my god. Oh yeah. My wife's uh-huh. like, favorite movie uh, is Greece, and now I feel really stupid for not being able to think of she's Australian. Now I'm going to know everything about her, but her name. Hold on a second. I'm so,
1: Olivia Newton-John. Olivia is that John. yeah? Olivia, Olivia Newton-John, Newton-John would John. be
0: Let's Get Physical. Um, the thing I think of is. Like I said, that that leotard from which, right. by the way, Arden's doing the Jane Fonda workout, and she comes out and she goes, that thing kicks my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I, and she's like, how is she doing it covered head to toe in that like that stretchy? I was like, I don't know, Arden. I was like, that was a really long time ago. I'm like, you know, that woman's a famous actress, and she's like, she is. <laughs> it just became like internet popular. That's so funny. You know what I mean? Anyway, right. Okay. So, so there's two different kinds of exercise. Yes. There's something that's aerobic. So, would playing soccer be aerobic? Yes. Basketball. Yes. Okay. Hockey. Yes. Running, obviously, exercise. But now, if I lift weights, no.
1: If you're doing lifting in and of itself, um, not like circuit training, or well, circuit training could be circuit of weights too. Um, Some circuit training is cardio and lifting or cardio and resistance kind of combined. Um, But in general, aerobic means that you are breathing in oxygen kind of at that higher rate, you're increasing your heart rate. Mm -hmm. Um, That's aerobic exercise. Yes. I mean, you could be taking a dance class or doing a Jane Fonda workout. That is all aerobic. Yes. Anaerobic is typically like lifting or resistance training um some yoga could be an interesting combination of both Um, Mm -hmm. if you're doing something like a vinyasa flow where you actually have the resistance of your own body weight but you're flowing through the moves enough to actually get a cardio increase
0: i feel like you're showing off a little bit by saying that i've never heard those words together before i was like really i was was like jenny's flexing she knows something that i don't know but i know Mm -hmm. you're not doing that i know you don't have that thought in your body ever once no um (laughs) What, what about yard work? What about yard work where I'm lifting things, but I'm hustling around at the same time? That's both. Do they cancel each other out?
1: Kind of both. No. I, well, perhaps for some people, but for the majority of people that I work with who do a lot of yard work, um, myself included at certain times of the year, mm-hmm. um, it tends to be because of the lifting component and the... The consistent low-level movement, I mean, you're not like running between shovelfuls of like mulch or extra dirt for your garden, right. but you are moving and you're moving enough that the low-level aerobic nature tends to create enough sensitivity to insulin to drop your insulin needs.
0: Okay, so the aerobic can, will win out most likely. Yes. Okay, and I guess unless you're literally stopping in between mulch to do... Dumbbell presses or something, right? Right, yes. Excellent. Um, So so if I'm going to do something aerobic, I mean, what I tell Arden is to set a temp basal like an hour before she does it. That's usually what we try. Um, She's not excellent at doing that. She, She likes to just test the limits of her algorithm. She's like, it'll catch it. I'm like, it's not magic, you know, that thing. And so if she doesn't set one she will reach that like that 60 range. But yeah. you also have to be able to remember that Arden's using an algorithm. So it's taking her basil away. It's just taking it away too late. It's enough time right. to stop her around 60. But had she done it a little sooner, I think she, she's in the 80s, no problem. Right. Um, but if you're working out on purpose or heading out in the yard to work, uh, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, I would avoid active insulin that wasn't countered with carbs. So I wouldn't mind her going out in the yard to work if she had a meal that I knew was really well bolused, you know, great pre-bolus, great carb ratio. Then I would think it was okay. I don't, I don't mind the food and the insulin fighting while she's outside. But if I were to miss on that bolus or if I made too big of a bolus, active insulin while you're exercising is almost a certainty for dropping, Right.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Is cardio exercise yep. specifically or the aerobic exercise? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I even have a lot of people who definitely find that, that yard work or whatever the aerobic kind of thing is that like peak in action of that bolus mm-hmm. is typically going to have its sort of height of action during the exercise time. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, if you can't adjust basal ahead of time, or there's really not enough time of activity that it's purposeful to adjust the basal for, then adjusting the bolus down and allowing the food to work to cover what you're doing aerobically mm-hmm. with less insulin in the picture to cover the food, lower insulin with activity paired together, they tend to balance that food out.
0: Okay. All right. So, but now, if you're going to go do serious lifting, those people have to bolus before they do that, right?
1: Some do. Um, some uh, there are multiple ways that people go about anaerobic, true anaerobic, like lifting sessions or resistance sessions. Um, some of the lifters that I've worked with have to bolus. After doing some experimentation for seeing how much of a rise they're getting and when the rise is actually happening, they may bolus as soon as they start their session, Mm -hmm. they might do a temporary basal increase that started about 30 minutes before their session starts so that they're ramped up enough that the rise doesn't get going once they start their lifting. Um, And some find that they actually need to bolus more in the middle or by the end, because they find the rise in blood sugar is more in the aftermath of the lifting session.
0: Is there something physiologically that you're aware of that makes that happen? Like, is it like, is it the lifting version of like a fat, rise like you know what i mean like is there something that actually happens inside of the body that you know of or just you just know this as a rule that the lifting does it i think jenny's googling she has a very or or she's looking Um, in her notes or something
1: i know i was thinking because some is some is adrenaline Mm -hmm. obviously um and it depends on what type of i mean if you're really working with like your power lifters you've got a huge amount of like adrenaline that kind of gets driven out in order to do these lifts. And usually if you're like a strong power lifter with lots of weight, you're not doing loads of reps. Mm -hmm. You're tending to lift heavy kind of to exhaustion, heavy amounts, and then you kind of move on. Um, so you know, there that's a component is adrenaline, obviously. Um, its glycogen also kind of gets released it's a stored um it's stored in your muscles it's stored in your liver mm-hmm. um so that release of glycogen releases the stored glucose into your muscles to kind of, um, get moving. And that can also cause a spike during sometimes, like I said, some lifters find that it happens after, um, the lifting session. And if it does, again, it's the timing of when to take extra insulin and also how much, um, because despite it causing a rise now, and maybe directly after, Because of what you've done to your muscles, lifting weights, it essentially tears the muscle fibers apart, right? That's Mm -hmm. why you lift more and you do more, you know, and you give breaks between because those muscle fibers repair themselves in between lifting sessions. Mm -hmm. And that metabolically increases your body's um, use of food, Mm -hmm. right? So you can end up hours after lifting sessions actually needing that temp basal decrease now, Or needing to bolus less because your body is more sensitized to insulin now even though it wasn't later
0: almost like shivering to keep yourself warm your body's doing something to, and it's using up energy to do that
1: right i I, I,
0: I, I, i'm going to ask you one last question on this one yeah and you might not have any um experience with it but some people use you know steroids to build themselves up does that change in that and they use them in part because it shortens the need for recovery time. I wonder if that, I know that's a weird thing to bring up, but like I, I wonder yeah. if that impacts it. I guess we'd have to find somebody using illegal steroids and has type 1 diabetes to ask. But I, I would I just, anyway, I guess there's no answer. No,
1: it's, a, well, it's a, it's a question. I mean, in terms of discussing like exercise and potential for blood sugar shifts, because if you're using steroids, I mean, steroids in and of themselves, cause a rise in blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So along with the lifting, which could be causing a rise in blood sugar, you may need to counter kind of both.
0: For that. That's interesting. For well, that. I've just yeah. Learned, I'll tell you from the after dark episodes, what I've learned is everybody has needs and they're not always the ones we talk about. So I just wanted to bring it up for a second. Um, All right. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much.
1: Cool. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Hey, if you're looking for an absolutely rock solid, dependable, accurate, easy to carry, easy to use, easy to see at night, blood glucose meter. Look no farther than the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. Find out more at contournext.com forward slash juice box. This thing is terrific. The test strips have second chance testing. So if you get some blood but not enough, you can go back, get more without making a mess of your accuracy or ruining the strip how nice is that right it's got a super bright light for nighttime viewing the screens incredibly easy to look at and to read and the thing is designed in a way that it's just super simple to hold and to use it's a well thought out but simple design contournext.com forward slash juice and lastly the dexcom g6 continuous glucose monitor See the rate and number of your blood sugar in real time on your iPhone or Android or on your Dexcom receiver. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Being able to see your blood sugars in real time is a game changer. It will allow you to make changes to insulin, changes to carbs that are meaningful and not just guesses. You'll actually be able to see where things impact your blood sugars or your loved one's blood sugars. And the share and follow features allow up to 10 followers. So your child could be followed by you, your spouse, and eight other people. Or if you're an adult and you're looking for some friends or some family members to have your back, you can do that as well. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Juice Box Podcast. Let me just thank Jenny and we'll get out of here. Jenny Smith is a CDE. She is a type one for over 33 years, and she's just an amazing font of knowledge about diabetes and using insulin. And she works at Integrated Diabetes. You can find out about hiring Jenny at integrateddiabetes.com. Thank you so much to the sponsors, to you guys. I hope you're enjoying the variables series. And I, oh, 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 and let me say this real quick. Touched by Type 1, find them on Facebook, Instagram, and at touchedbytype1.org. Quick episode today, but I'll be back tomorrow with another.